If you're using Instagram to market your business, you'll need an image strategy beyond just post and pray. On today's episode, we'll talk about five things to consider when preparing your images for Instagram. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill with W. Palmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. Oh, so today we are going to be talking about Instagram. Right. Spe- more specifically, we're going to talk a little bit about curating your Instagram as a business. Now, now we're aiming this in, in the vein of businesses, not necessarily personal Instagram accounts, but a lot of what we're talking about can also fit if you have a personal brand you're working with. Yeah, I'm a little That's, fuzzy on the whole, you know, personal brand on Instagram versus marketing your business uh, on Instagram. Well, it depends. Are you marketing yourself or are you marketing your business or both? Well, I mean, I my current strategy is Kind of both because I am the business. So you're probably going to market it on both parts of your account. You'll have a business account, but you'll also have a a personal account. Mm. So That's a good example of a personal brand. Yeah. I think that people get a little confused. Sure. No, it it makes sense. And most people don't give it a thought. They just kind of, I created an Instagram account. Boom. Let's start doing stuff. Right. Right. And and what we want to talk about today is not necessarily about... Instagram itself as much as how are you portraying yourself on Instagram okay, and how are you portraying your brand? So more the visuals and the branding, yeah, like, well, we'll, not like the technical how-to. Not the, not the technical how-to. We, we have podcasts. We'll link to the, the original podcast that we did that talked about the how-to. Uh-huh. And, and um, I just want to go a little bit more into content strategy, so to speak, uh, and more from a visual standpoint, not necessarily on a storytelling because we've talked about that in the past also. But I want to talk a little bit about how visuals will can either enhance or take away from what you're doing as far as your Instagram strategy is concerned. Yeah, that, you answered my question before I asked it because, you know, that was going to be my next point. Why does this even matter? I mean, why can't you just post whatever you want? Well, in some cases you can, but for the most part, it's better to have a strategy. Like anything else, if you've got a plan going in, you have a better idea of where you're going. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a plan, you kind of just kind of shotgun uh, approach and hoping you hit what your target is. And yeah. Sometimes you'll hit it. Sometimes you're not going to. Mm-hmm. It's like a website in a way. It's a social media channel, but it's going to visually represent your brand and your company. Sure, so you're sure. going to want that strategy. Everything's all intertwined. You know, somebody wouldn't come to you and do a social media uh, campaign without knowing where they wanted to go with the social media. They just said to you, hey, Alicia, I want to put together a social media uh, campaign. And you said, what? Well, I don't care. Just whatever you want to put up. Yeah, well, just post, you know? <laughs> yeah, just start posting. Well, that's, that's all that it is. You just go out there and you post and, and you, you just go viral. And that's that's how it works. That's right, social media in a nutshell. Of course that's how it works, right? Our retainers start at $1 yeah. million a month for that. <laughs> and when it comes to websites, Justin, you don't have to give it any thought, right? Oh, no. No, no not at all. You just get one of those Wix websites and... Yeah, you just, one night, you just go home, type uh, it up, and throw on the graphics. Yeah, the website's yeah. good to go. And, okay, now, I mean, that, yeah. now that we've bashed that off. Okay. Well, I just, I, it just makes a good point that there's a strategy behind everything out there. The people who are su- seeing success with marketing have put the time in, they've paid their dues, they've done their sure. homework, and they work with professionals or they've done it themselves, but there's strategy to it. Mm-hmm. And so with Instagram, 
on that note. Yeah. Well, I, this, this all came out of a class that I taught, uh, not too long ago where I, it was an Instagram one-on-one class that I did. It was, it was called the do's and don'ts of Instagram. And I wanted to take it beyond just how do you set up an Instagram account? So we're, I'm taking the second half of that and making, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So those five things that Justin alluded to in the beginning aren't necessarily all image related, but they all fall into how you design an image. Okay. So uh, before we go, I want to just throw a few quick stats so people Ooh, can say- Can I read these? Sure, go for it. Well, I mean, the thing is, is most, people think, do here. <laughs> most people think Instagram and they go, why do I need that? Well, there are a lot of people using Instagrams and, and Justin, got throw out the stats. Go. All right. So some quick Instagram stats. Instagram has a billion monthly active users. 500 million are active daily users. Instagram users spend an average of 53 minutes a day on the app. Now, of course, me, because I have weird thoughts, I wonder how many minutes of those 53 are actually spent on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we all do it. Yeah, we yeah, all do okay. it. Moving on. <laughs> all right. 63 media party time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, you, you know that Facebook and Instagram have a way of tracking that. You just know they have some way of tracking that. It's your oh. camera, man. Put the little yeah, I'm telling you. So creepy. Okay, 63% of Instagram users log on at least once a day. Mm-hmm. And 75% of all U.S. businesses will be on Instagram by the end of this year, 2020. Yeah. So, wow, three quarters of all U.S. businesses. So what does that tell you? That means... You better have a plan. Yeah. Because it's going to get saturated real quick. And how are you going to stand out? You got to stand out by the imagery and the content you're putting up. Right. And if you're not doing that, people are just going to... And I would say this this podcast is for people who've already made the decision that, yes, I'm going to market myself and business on Instagram. If you're not sure, you should probably go back and listen to one of the other episodes about which social media channel is best for my business. Mm -hmm. So... In this podcast today, we're going to talk primarily about images. A lot goes into the content, and we're going to talk about these five specific things. Now, before you even take your first image, and I'll go back for one second. The other thing I did say, and I don't know if I'll have to restate it. I'll just restate it for this. I'm going to be talking primarily about images here. At the end, I may briefly touch on video, but right now we're just talking on static images. Start so, with that. I think that's yeah, a good place to yeah, start. We're going to start with that and maybe it'll turn into a second podcast at some point in time where we'll talk about the You've video. You've been known to do part ones and twos. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but anyway, so the first thing you need to do, and Alicia, you can can really buy onto this one, is define your target audience. 100%. If you don't know who's already buying from you, what makes your brand unique, you don't know what your competitors are doing, and you don't have a clear value statement for your brand... How do you know what to create content? Exactly. You might hit on one or two of those, but the reality is, is you may be, and we've talked about this with other guests, you may think that you know what your clients are looking for, but do you? Yeah. And we have a podcast to find out what your customers really want. Yeah. This whole podcast is just going to be referencing previous podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to podcast option. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So anyway, so that's the very first step is define what your target audience is. You need to know who you're going after before you're going to create any content. Because if you don't. Yeah. You, your, you, your images are going to fall flat. Yeah. Now this is an interesting thing. And Justin probably has dealt with this, the second one here, a lot with web design. But this is something that I just recently have started thinking a little bit more about, which is color theory when it comes to imagery. People are affected by certain colors in certain ways. 
Justin, I'm sure you can jump in on this as well. Yeah, there's a whole psychology to color, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to marketing and branding. I actually have a graphic here, and we'll, we'll throw this graphic in the show notes. But this talks about specifically how retail shoppers view colors. Hmm. Interesting. So if you, yeah, I hadn't seen this before. Yeah. So basically, uh, royal blue, black, and orange are considered impulse buying colors. If you're trying to get somebody on a just a quick kind of impulse buy those are the colors you want to focus on. So now you're going to say to me, well, what does that got to do with images? Well, you can actually use a lot of those colors within the imagery that you're doing, and it still uses the same psychological uh, effect. And when you say imagery, Bill, do you mean photos? I mean photos. I mean graphics. I mean everything that you're putting forth. Even so, I mean, obviously, Justin, from the end of branding, depending on the type of clientele that you're going after, yeah. He's going to use those colors also mm-hmm. within the branding. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because if you're, let's say your brand color is uh, blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to this, you know, red orange is going to get someone's attention, especially if they're sure. an impulse shopper. Mm-hmm. Um, are you saying they should, you know, you know, I'm going to recommend they stay within their brand colors, but you're saying sure. incorporating some of this into your Instagram marketing um, is going to have an advantage. So wh- where's the balance there? Well, I, I, you wouldn't want to go too far off brand because obviously the brand is something you're trying to build if you're, if you're a business. Mm-hmm. And if the color, if you've thought out the color palette and you've worked out something with your design, your branding designer, Stay with that as much as possible. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's going because that you want people to recognize those colors. But when you're, if you're offering a new product or something that's a little bit, you know, different than the norm from what you do, this is a good starting point. Again, I wouldn't override your branding colors, but yeah, these are just some things to keep in mind. This is how shoppers think. And again, <laughs> this, this is in a retail gotcha. setting. So when somebody walks into a store, these are the colors that represent what they think. So for instance, blue, navy blue and teal tend to be more budgetary type of things. Mm. What that means is, well, think about Best Buy made their their name on being discount, originally discount electronics. Mm-hmm. Thus, they're, they have the navy blue kind of Yeah, it's blue look. and yellow. Well, yeah. a little bit, I think there's a little bit of yellow in it. A little tiny bit, but, but for the most part, the blue is the, the navy right. blue is the Big outstanding. blue tag. Yeah. And, and think about uh, when you go to a place like Walmart. Well, they're... Um, they use the navy blues, they use the yellows, they use the whites. Mm-hmm. So again, that falls right in with, the, with the, the, the budget type of thing. Now, when you start talking more traditional buyers, you get the, the, the pastels. Mm-hmm. Think about, um, I'm trying to think, it was one that I just saw recently that I, uh, it was on TV too, it was a commercial. With some food, food, I, I'm going to I'm gonna have to think about this one, but it was, it was this company that was using these vignettes where the backgrounds were all these pastel colors and it was all different oh, okay. types of foods. So it was for traditional buyers. Now, again, this is, this graphic that I'm talking about is not the end all be all. Mm. It's just a good starting point for you to start thinking about well, what colors do I want to represent in, in my imagery? Now, I would also, and I've talked about this in the past, is also um, darkness versus bright and airy. You know? If you're a clothing manufacturer like, say, The Gap. Is The Gap still around? Yeah. It's still around. They tend to be much bright, light, airy type of images. Mm-hmm. 
trying to think of something that's a little bit darker, you know, maybe your, your beers and stuff like that. Those type of commercials tend to be a little bit on the, the darker, yeah. darker well, palette. I, I think visually when I think of dark colors, I was looking at Trillium Brewing's yeah, um, Brewers, yeah. Instagram grid recently. It's, you can just see a very cohesive visual look and they play on dark colors to bring out, they mm-hmm. do a lot of IPAs so that they bring out the oranges sure. of that. But then you have breweries like Long Live <laughs> and they're known for their bright cans mm-hmm. and crazy artwork and their grid looks completely different. Sure. And so it's the same product, but a different take, but you can, it's that cohesive brand. And, 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 and you know what they say about rules, you know, you follow them most of the times, but there's times when you can break them and you can get away with it. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I wouldn't hold fast to anything we're talking today and saying this is absolutely the way it has it really, to be. Yeah, no, there's no marketing. There are no rules in marketing. There's yeah. standards and there's best practices. But I think at the end of the day, when you think of your visuals, you can be a disruptor. You could be, you know, a, a candy company and have darker visuals if that's yeah. your, like Snickers, right? Like that's mm-hmm. candy. They have a darker visual versus mm-hmm. someone like Twizzlers or Skittles. They're brighter and sure. more fun. Mm-hmm. So it's really it comes down to who your brand is. And then I think anyway. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. like we said at the very beginning, brand takes first precedence over everything else. Right. And then obviously you can use everything else as long as it fits in line with the original brand. Now, if you, if you start finding yourself going, okay, I want my images to really be along this way. And your brand doesn't fit with that. Well, you got to think one of the two. You right. have to either, do, I, do we have to tweak our brand a little bit uh-huh. or do we have to tweak yeah. our content a little bit? Right. Mm. So like if you're, and I think it varies if you're a product or if you're a service too, because product, you have a very, you have your logo on your mm-hmm. product. If there's packaging or if you have something to, to sell, make those changes, you, can, yeah. you can do similar setups visually. But if you're a service, now you have to put some extra thought into how your brand is going to be displayed visually because mm-hmm. you don't have that very easy, sure, like, sure. yeah. And, and and it's not always just in colors when you start thinking about brand from that aspect when you're talking about services. Mm-hmm. It may be, are you a serious uh, type of business? Are you a little bit more of a fun-loving type of business? Right. Are you, you know, obviously emotion plays into a lot of people's purchasing uh, and you want to make sure, are you hitting, striking on the right emotion? I didn't put that in the, in the top five that I have here, but that's another thing to keep in mind when you're talking about content is what kind of story are you trying to tell? Is it have some sort of emotion connected to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one that I just noticed wasn't on my list, but I'm going to put that on there now. <laughs> so anyway, so the six things, I'm kidding. <laughs> sure. No, all kidding aside. So the next thing is rules of thirds. Who knows what rule of thirds are? Your picture doesn't always have to be like center. Well, actually, uh, picture a picture. A picture. There we go. Look, uh, think of a picture in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Justin's laughing over here because I said picture a picture or what? what no, you I, I, now I have Lucy in the sky with diamonds running through my. Head. Oh, jeez, Lucy! I got you. Right, anyway, um, so imagine a photo or an image. Now put a tic tac toe board across that. Over, yes. Overlay the top of it. It's all basically set up into sections of thirds. So three across, three down. You want the subject of your image to fall within one of those intersects. So I took like one photography class and this is like the one thing I remembered. So I think, I think I understand what you're saying. I think I had the right thing. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's considered the part of the rules of composition. When you're composing okay. a photo, you want to try to get it to land on those, one of those cross points. Is it just because like the way we. It's are, the way our minds work. Yeah, it's, okay. all, it's more visually appealing to us. To see this. Matter of fact, uh, I, we talked about when we did the headshot um, uh, podcast a while back. The way you look on, in a headshot 
can actually bring a viewer into the information you're trying to get them or out of the information you're trying to get them into, depending on how you have the uh, composition of it. So, right. There's a lot of psychology that goes into how we perceive visuals. Yeah. So three and four kind of, three is the rule of thirds, four is composition. So you really want to think, okay, do I need to be following the rule of thirds with this? Because is it going to be visually pleasing? Is it going to look right? Now, the next part is the composition. How does it look overall? What is the composition of the photo? You know, if if you're taking an image for something that's a service, say. Okay. And you just want to, let's take a headshot, just because we're, we're talking about headshots. And you decide to put somebody in front of a wall that's got all kinds of graffiti and writing all over it. It's pretty distracting, the background, unless you've somehow blurred that out. Mm. So that takes away from the composition of the image. Okay. It confuses the viewer. So if you've got a very cluttered background that's not blurred out, people's eyes are bouncing all over the place trying to figure out, well, what's the subject of this? What am I trying to see? Same thing with a product. If you were putting a bottle of beer on, a, on the edge of a bar, say, and the background was a complete really busy, mess, yeah. really busy, mm-hmm. people don't know where to look. Right. You have to bring them in quickly. Yeah. So you have to think about where are you, where is the focus of, of each image? So that's something that you should be thinking about anytime you're shooting an image for Instagram. What's mm-hmm. the composition like? What's your take on flat lays then? Because, I mean, those can get a little busy, like you have multiple different items laid out. That's not too bad if they're all connected into one another in some way. So, okay. for instance, if it's a food, you know, some sort of health company that's dealing with different type of healthy foods and they have it all set out. Okay, yeah. fine. That's fine. But if it's too confusing for the the, per, the consumer to understand what it means, too busy. Yeah. It's too busy at that yeah. point. You really want to think about every image that you're putting forth as how is the consumer on the other end going to understand that. And our flat lay is part of your brand. Yes, so just for our absolutely. listeners, because not everybody is familiar with what a flat lay is, it's kind of like Look down, down downward. Down the, top, so yep. the easiest one to picture is like a table with food on it mm-hmm. and the camera is from above looking down at the table. And that works very so, well in food photography. Yeah. Or product. Like if you have like t-shirts and you want to mm-hmm. position it, whatever. I see it a lot on Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, one of my, cause one of my clients didn't know what that was when I asked for them to provide us with some. And, she, <laughs> Can I really and I love her. <laughs> I love our clients. I love all of them. But she emailed me back and she's like, here's the lay flats that you asked for. So now we call them La Flats. La Flats. Yes. It sounds, <laughs> we call them La Flats sounds inside French. our agency. Yes. It's very fancy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a new way of doing things. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, so that's, that's an example of composition when you're working with several different Correct. things, but still keeping the focus. Mm-hmm. Now I do, I do product photography. Now the other thing to think about is um, what do you, what are you trying to convey? I have a client that does CBD products that, that aims towards the athletic industry. Interesting. So we want to have lifestyle shots that are going to be an athlete of some sort, whether it be a tennis player or something like that, holding the product or using the product. That's part of the composition too. How does it fit with your, fit with your brand? Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, it wouldn't make sense for me to get a doctor. You know, wow, we got all kinds of noise going on in the background here, but that's okay. It wouldn't make sense for me to have, to put. Maybe maybe you would, but uh, <laughs> pardon this, but it wouldn't make sense to put a stoner on the front, pay, uh, holding up a piece of the, uh, holding up the bottle. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but like, so you want to paint the, the composition? I could picture like a tennis racket, but like the product is positioned with like that. Yeah. yeah. So it, you really just want to really think about how does everything that's within the image fit with what you're trying to convey? 
Yeah. It takes more than just, oh, hey, look, I get this product. Let me throw it on a table and take a picture. Now, what if you are a service-based business, like a financial planning firm or a HVAC industry? I always like to use HVAC because it's like typically not a sexy visual image. Yeah. I, I think you have to understand what that business is known for. I'll give you an exa- example. Okay. I'm dealing with a, uh, I deal with a couple of construction industries as far as some of the shoots that I do. And it's not really about what they are doing as much as it's about the experience that the end user is going to get. Is it a clean environment that, that that's kept up? Is it, you know, do these guys look professional when they show up? Because let's be honest, uh, contractors tend to get a bad rap as far as how they look when they walk into to, to a job site a lot of times. So, uh, yeah, I, a lot of the, the what, you, what we're talking about as far as the composition and everything is... How does it fit with your business? And and I hate to keep harping on this, but you really need to go back to what are you trying to convey with each image? So like bring out the personality of your brand. Yeah. Yeah. You should always be putting that up against that lens of, see if I said lens, <laughs> me and my puns, you know, but put it up against the lens of what are you trying to convey? Maybe you're just trying to get somebody's interest just right. to get them to understand who you are. That may be the initial shot to bring them in to further understand a little bit more about your business. It's not always, I've got to get everything within this one shot. First of all, it's impossible. Second of all, you don't want to confuse your, uh, your potential customer. So it, it, I, we had John, I can never say his last name, Antonacci on the, on the, uh, po- on a previous podcast yeah, for video marketing or coming up, I guess he wouldn't be on this one, but he's going to be, he talked about hero shots and video. Well, that's also happens in photography too, where you, where you, you're going to show us. Sh- I'll give you an example. Those of you who watched the Super Bowl leading up to the, uh, the fact that the Patriots didn't make it into the Super Bowl, there was a lot of hubbub around who are the Patriots. Who are the Patriots? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't watch okay. sports. But. How many of you actually saw the image that Tom Brady posted about three days before the uh, uh, Super Bowl? I did not. Okay, so there was I'm a sorry. No, that's good. But this, this is a <laughs> this is a classic example of a hero shot. Okay. What happened was he he went out on his Instagram account and posted a shadowy figure in a doorway uh, or the archway going into a football field, which looked like look like uh, a Foxborough stadium, you know? Okay. That's all he did. And I, I think he made a small note under it, but people went crazy. Is he leaving the Patriots? It's, you know, it's a contract here. Is he leaving? Is he coming back? Blah, 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 blah. I recognized it immediately. And I actually said to my wife, I said, this is a, this is a, a gimmick. Okay. And she's like, really? What? Well, for three days, he got all kinds of free, Pulling up his Instagram account. Yeah. He pulled up. Actually, if you look up Hulu and Tom Brady, you'll see it because I'll give away the second part of it. What ended up happening was it was all part of an elaborate Hulu promo. Oh yeah. Okay. So what he did was he knew that people were concerned that he wasn't going to stay with the Patriots next year because it was a contract year for him. So Mm -hmm. he used that. And then the night of the Super Bowl, he had a commercial on the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll screenshot it and put this in. And that commercial was about Hulu. And at the end of the Hulu commercial, he even went a step further and said, I'm not going anywhere. Well, everybody's like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean he's staying with the Patriots? Does that mean he's just not retiring and he may end up with another football team? So the marketing on that was so brilliant because 
it brought people in. So that hero shot was that just that shadowy figure of him overlooking the field. Wow. And that was enough to get people's interest. They didn't know what was going on with it. I want to click They're, on it, but it's a video, so it might make noise. <laughs> it's okay. It makes the noise. Oh, no, it's not. Okay. It has 3.3 3 million views. Yeah, so it, it actually blew up. I mean- On Instagram. This is the type of advertising you can't pay for. You know what I mean? It's real. I mean, obviously, I guess somebody must have paid Tom to do this, but what I'm saying is- the amount that of eyeballs that Hulu got on their their video in the end mm-hmm. was phenomenal. I, I don't know what the numbers were on it, but think about it. You know, wow. So yeah. that was all off of an oh, image. Oh no, wait. I oh, this is what he did. So he posted an image and then he posted the video. Yeah, the, no, the video didn't. The video didn't get posted until after the Super Bowl because it was an ad that was played during the Super Bowl. Yeah. So what he did was he just put up just that image. And let the let the entire internet go crazy for three days. Yes, it has thirty two thousand comments. Yeah, of people debating, what does this mean? Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then there were some people that were a little bit more than upset the fact that it was a commercial, but you know that is what it is. You know, but it was it, from a marketing standpoint, it was brilliant as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, that that is that is done very very well. So now the other thing is is. A single image may be as simple as that hero shot I was just talking to you about, you know, where it's just an image and it may bring them back to your website. It may bring them to your Facebook page. It may bring them or may, may cause them to come back to your Instagram feed in a couple of days to, to, to find out the, the second part of it. Mm-hmm. So you need to be thinking long game when it comes to your content. How can you make it pull into different aspects of your business right? and your right. marketing? Yeah. That makes any sense. So yeah, Instagram. It's definitely it's an important social media channel to be on. But I mean, there's you got to put some strategy into it. You can't just post anything from your phone. And no. I mean, I he I don't want to throw any businesses under the bus. But I was looking for something this weekend for my wedding, mm-hmm. and their Instagram was so bad. Oh yeah, and wedding it was a it was decor. Yeah. It was decorations, mm-hmm. and it, there was no brand. I couldn't see clearly through the pictures they were using filters there was no strategy and to me i'm just like i I can't really get a feel for what this company could do for me can we talk a minute about filters yeah oh filters just get rid of filters don't even (laughs) i think every photographer out there Uh, my personal opinion is people think that filters somehow make a bad picture better no (laughs) it just makes a crappy picture just as crappy (laughs) sorry i hate to say it i've I've seen very few situations where the off-the-shelf filters that you get from Instagram or Facebook make it much better. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever used one, Justin? I'm calling them out here. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've used a filter. I've played around with them to see what they were like, and it was just like, yeah. nah, didn't even make it that far. No, they're not that great. Um, they, they're generic looking. You can tell when the filters have been used. I can almost pinpoint. This is Lark. This is X-Pro. This is Paris. Sure. So let's let's back up for one more second now. We just, we just finished talking about the whole Tom Brady thing. That video was also on his Instagram feed because it was under a minute and was able to throw that in there. Uh-huh. The commercial. That's the second part of this. And again, we'll probably have to talk about this at a later date. But video, uh, you've heard me say this before, and I'm going to say it again. Video is king. Video is king. Video is king. Ultimately... More eyeballs get touched when it comes to uh, video as opposed to any other form. You can convey a bigger message. Okay. You can, uh, uh, you know, it's just, and again, people stop and listen longer and watch longer when it's a video versus just a single image. 
Now, something to think about with Instagram, unless you're going over to Instagram TV where you're allowed to do longer form video, Instagram itself will hold you to one minute total length of the video mm-hmm. before you have to bring it over to Instagram TV. So you need to really think about that as part of your strategy too. If you're doing video for Instagram, How can you convey the message you want to convey, convey in under a minute? Hey, what do we got? Justin's over there playing on Just, Instagram. Justin's. I was playing on Instagram. I hit something. I didn't know it was. A Did you find anything good on Instagram? I was just looking at. I was looking at Nike, Adidas, and Reebok just to see the, if they were different in how they, mm-hmm. you know, did their Instagram. And um, I would say the biggest difference is uh, they all pretty much do the same thing. But Nike looks like super curated. Mm-hmm. You know? um, it looks like someone is very careful about the images that they put up there. Adidas and Reebok look a little bit more random, mm-hmm. you know, like people, there's different people contributing. Yeah. Whereas Nike looks like it's definitely got one look and feel to it, just top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. usually it's just these very um, sort of high contrast black and white portraits of their athletes mm-hmm. that they, that they, yeah, well, that's, that's their look. Everything is the yeah. high contrast black and white, but it's, it's very, uh, consistent looking as compared to say Adidas and Reebok. Now I haven't looked in in a while, but another Instagram account that was highly curated early on. And I, I noticed this when we did one of our previous podcasts was Chobani's mm-hmm. Chobani, Chobani had a incredibly uh, curated Instagram feed. Now, I mean, now you know, I'm going to pull that up. Of right course. I, mean, I, like I, said, I haven't looked, I haven't, I haven't looked at it recently, so I'll let you guys pull it up and let it's almost me know. Like, so one of my favorite things to do as a social media marketer is go through someone's Instagram feed and scroll way back to the beginning of Instagram <laughs> time. And you can see how brands progress and when you can almost pinpoint when their strategies change. Now, mm-hmm. Chobani went through a rebrand recently, so yeah. this should be an interesting one. Now, you do realize that there are ways to hide photos that you've put up previously. Not delete them, but hide them. Mm. You can actually go in on each individual image and archive it. Ah. So then it becomes unseeable to a person. Shabani did to not. It. So you can see before how their yeah. market, so you can really see depends. where their grid changes, literally. So if you're in a situation point. where your uh, consistency wasn't good early on, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you start nailing it, you can get rid of all that stuff prior. Mm. I mean, people, get, if they work hard enough, they can find it, but it's not going to be easily found. I suppose it all depends on whether you, if you feel like it detracts from your current mm-hmm. brand or not. Yeah. I, I think like as long as you put some thought into it, it's okay to show the progression of your brand. But I mean, if there's like a really horrible, yeah. it's kind of like, why did so I? So ultimately, let, let, yeah. let's sum up here because we're getting towards the end of this podcast. And so five five things that you want to think about prior, prior, prior to posting any type of content on Instagram are... Define who your target audience is, because mm-hmm. obviously, if you don't know who you're going after, it's not going to help. Uh, number two would be considering how color affects how people are going to perceive your content. Yep. And then number three is the rule of thirds: when to use it, when to not use it. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't really get too far into that, but I will post an article that I uh, that I recently saw about rule of thirds. Okay, that'll kind of explain when you can break that rule when it comes to uh, advertising and, and marketing. Four is related to number three in uh, composition. So 
How have you composed the photo? How's it cropped? How's the lighting? I wouldn't even talk about lighting, but right. yeah, how's the lighting? How's the, you know, the What's background? The, right. <laughs> uh, we didn't really get to dive in on number five, though. Oh, yeah. This is a sore spot for me. This one is a sore spot for me. <laughs> well, number okay. five, using text creatively. Because this is, Jim, this is Justin's jam here. Because <laughs> when you don't work with a graphic designer, I hate text and images on Insta. You have to be, like, KitKat does a good job. Yeah. Uh, Twizzlers does a good job, but they have a graphic designer doing it. Chibani. Well, they also keep the font in line. They keep the branding standards in mm. line when they do this. There are people that please, listen, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not picking on it because I, I think it's a good product. Mm. Canva is great, but it allows you to do so much that if you're not paying attention to what you're doing as far as uh, keeping in line with your branding, it's real easy to make fonts and colors. Yeah, and, and then you're just going to have a bunch of text that nobody resonates with, doesn't display your brand. It doesn't stop people in the feed. No. KitKat, really great example. I am not a big fan of text in the feed, and oh, yeah. I will screenshot this, but this is graphically designed, people. This, oh, yeah. is, this is not Canva style. This is brand guide. So this is the one exception I would say if you're going to use, and I don't know, Bill, what's your take on text? That's well done. Uh, no, KitKat does a great job. And the first thing, I'm just looking at this over your shoulder here. Uh Look, what else looks sticks out to you other than the text? Oh, the color. They're Everything very, is red. Very Everything is hungry. The, and, and believe it or not, red is part of that impulse. <laughs> Even though it's not on the list here. Because grab a Kit Kat. Like, yeah, red is an break. impulse color. So yeah. they early on, they, when they were building their brand, that it's a reddish orange color that they use for the Kit Kat wrapper and everything along that whole line. So now it's like, oh, an impulse. Hey, I want a Kit Kat. I'm in the, I'm in the grocery store. I see the, you know, I'm at the checkout. Where do people buy most of the candy? Check at the, at the checkout counter. There you go. Where do most people bribe their children when they're out grocery shopping? At the checkout counter. <laughs> but the reality of the matter is Master they've done plan. a phenomenal job of... Yeah, no, it's very consistent. Of curating it. Um, you yeah. know, the tone, the color, the composition, the photography, the lighting, the, the other one, It's all very consistent. Yeah. The other, along the line of candy, the other one that used to do a really good job, and I haven't checked them recently, is Twix. Now, here's my question. You know, I I don't follow that many people on Instagram, but mm -hmm. I don't follow any major brands. Yeah. So where where are these showing up, Alicia? Like who's who's got who's following KitKat where this stuff is showing up in their feed? I mean, are there people that actually do that? Yeah. Uh Twix has almost a million seven hundred and ninety seven thousand followers. Their feed is has words in it and they do a good job. It's pretty Brand it. A lot of the candy brands seem to be on the same, like working oh, with the same agency right now. Almost, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Businesses to businesses, Instagram's really not the, the, the place to be. Mm. But if you're a consumer and you like a certain product, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna follow them on Instagram. Okay. okay I'm loving Oreo right yeah. now. Instagram. I'm hungry, yeah. I guess. So you and I because <laughs> be we're, for lunch. from a marketing <laughs> standpoint, we don't necessarily think to go to Instagram to look for our, our companies, but the average consumer wants to know more about. Okay. I bet you Nike and uh, Adidas are probably killing it as far as the like Instagram millions follows. Of millions Do you know who followers. the most followed celebrity is? Um Kim Kardashian? No. No. Cristiano Ronaldo, apparently. Ooh, I, really? That, I, I couldn't no find idea. one to top him. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway. So anyway. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. The, Are they so a performer? Okay. I don't know how we missed it, but number five was using text creatively. I gotcha. think you just yeah. need to be careful. Yeah, I agree. I agree because, you know, you put a ton of text on a photo. It's sort of like what we talked about with business cards. You flip over somebody's business card and they've got 300 million different 
text examples on the back of it of things that they do. Someone's right. going to scroll right people by that in the feed. Yeah. Same thing I'm happens. just disappointed when I flip it over and there's nothing on the back. Well, some people it's do like that. You paid for this real estate and you're not using it. Exactly. So ultimately, use text when you need to, but use it creatively. Don't just throw it up there for the sake of throwing it up there. You know, so that yeah. <laughs> Alicia, Alicia's I'm going to give examples. Yeah, Alicia's going to throw a ton of examples. Yeah, so I we've like gone, well, actually, we're probably right where we need to be as far as time at this point. So I'll run through the last five one more time. Uh, so obviously, uh, one is define your target audience. Mm-hmm. Two is the use the rule of thirds. I'm oh, sorry. No, two is not. Two is use color theory. Ooh, lose my mind here. Three is rule of thirds. Four is composition. And finally, five is using text creatively. Mm. So those are all the things that you want to keep in mind when you're trying to curate your Instagram feed. And a lot of this will also um, follow over into pretty much all your social media. But with, for, the, for today's topic, it was Instagram. So. Yeah. So with that, I think we beat that that horse to death. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say we covered it. So thanks for listening. And until next time, see ya. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook in our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.